It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time to sparkle. sparkle. Hello, citizens of Sparkle Town. This is your deputy mayor speaking. Sparkle Town is a municipality that intersects and overlaps with the city of Berlin. It is ruled by the Contessa. Its citizens are anyone who is open-minded, generous, lovely, and... And fabulous. And fabulous. You heard the Contessa. Today's episode is a double one because it is the return episode, and we will talk a little bit more about that in a bit. But we will be speaking to Caddy Domplex and Natak. So two for the price of one. So far, I actually succeeded in never repeating a luck. I'm going to do this and it's going to be amazing. So welcome back. I'm alive. <laughs> yes, the Contessa lives. She had to spend some time in the hospital. Uh, been in the hospital twice, uh, coming back and recovering and prepping to go back. And Okay, I was in once. I came home and had to prep to go back. I went back. I've had a surgery. Now I'm home and... Still in recovery mode, sort of, but they don't want to see me for six more months. So right. So until it then, it looks like now I'm okay. Although initially, it really was a scare. Yeah, it was uh, uh, rather frightening. I can say as a witness. Uh, but Sparkle Town is now finally back. So it's not like we gave up on it. Uh, we had to uh, take a break because, well, as you heard, the Contessa. <laughs> I wasn't here. Right. So and these- I've missed so many shows because of it. And I've missed an awful lot of things that these kids have been doing. And in particular, the two that we're having today, they have been busy little beavers, actually, prepping more things mm-hmm. and having more shows. That I was so happy that one of my first days back was to see Caddy perform again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the time, actually, since these were recorded, both um, Caddy Domplex and Natak have become uh, pretty good friends of the um, Sparkle Town Mayory, um, uh, Sparkle Town um, mu- government. M- Municipal <laughs> Government, yes. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so this is a while back. A lot, a lot has happened since then, but but this is still interesting. Uh, so, anything to add? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> These two are both part of Giza's projects, her her new on stage things, and both of them have been here. Other than for interviewing. Uh, they've become very good friends, and in fact, we see Natak on a regular basis, and Caddy's been here to help our new member of the drag family with her makeup. We'll talk about her later. Hi, tell me who you are. Hi. Oh, God, hi. Um, I'm Caddy, Caddy Domplax. Hi, Caddy. Where are you from? Oh, um... I'm from uh, Greifswald, Germany, like up in the north of Germany at the Baltic Sea. It's a little small town. Um, yeah, and I moved to Berlin one year ago. A year ago? Yeah. Ooh. Now, how, how did you start doing drag in Berlin? In Berlin? Um, I, oh God, yeah, I moved to Berlin in like October, September. Um, and I didn't do drag for a while because I was, oh no, it's a big city. What if like somebody beats me up? Yeah, but then like my friends from my hometown were there, and we just went to Ashley uh, uh for karaoke. We didn't know there was a weekly drag show. We had no idea. But actually, we went to karaoke to um, I think Lucky Puppy was the DJ, which uh, funny enough is also 
Giza, yes. who I met later on, a uh, few months later on, without even realizing, like, even months later after that. Yeah, and I went there, which was fun, and I sang something, and I was like, oh, yeah. But then, then, okay, I'm getting to it. <laughs> um, <laughs> actually, I, like, really started with Jewels, Jewels Airlines. We messaged on Planet Romeo, actually, like, in a non-sexual way. But I was like, oh, you like Drag Race, like, I like Drag Race, great. And then we met at my place, and we got ready, and we went to Schwartz. When was your first time on stage here? Oh, um, that actually isn't that um, that long ago, yeah. So it wasn't that long ago that you had your first performance here in Berlin. Exactly. Um, I started, like, in July. I was actually on the, on the second um, time Jules took the stage. He was on this, like, loophole, I think is the bar called. Um, like a little, like a little bit ready, but like with the charm. Um, yeah, in the states we call those dives. Oh yeah, that <laughs> they're fun. That would be a perfect description for that bar. <laughs> yeah, and I went there actually like, after a bad date, like I thought it was a date, oh, but actually no. you just want to be friends. And I was like, oh yeah, sure, you're gay. And he was like, no, I'm straight. I'm I'm just a crossdresser. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay. I'm I'm gonna need to get drunk tonight. And then I went to Jules' party, um, and then I went to the party. Yeah, I was there, chilled there, um, talked to the, um, talked to some people there, and wow, I, I just met uh, the two girls who like um, organized the party, which is like great. And they actually asked uh, me and Jules. Jules was there in drag. He didn't perform that night. I just remember he didn't perform that night. He was just there in drag, and um. Yeah, we just got him talking. We were like, oh, yeah, we want to do this, like, in a few months again. And we're like, oh, yeah, book me, please. And they booked me. They booked me. Ah! Um, yeah, so, yeah, I performed there, like, two numbers. Um, I got drunk, and I wasn't satisfied with it at all. So, yeah. <laughs> How long? But fun times. <laughs> oh, it sounds like it. How long have you been going over to Monster Ronson's? And you're there fairly regularly. Um, yeah, um, yeah, I try to be there like every week. I think the first time I went there was on the second episode of season nine, mm -hmm. so don't know the date. Yeah, but I went there um, with a friend of mine, and Jules came later on, I think. Yeah. Yeah, the drag race viewing parties have been uh, quite the fun times for us to go and see what everybody else thinks of the show. And it seems we have a, quite a few new queens because of drag race. Absolutely. I mean, like, I started watching Drag Race uh, around season six. Okay. Um, like, I was always, like, a bit effeminate before that. No, like, no question about that. But, yeah, I think I started drag because of Drag Race. Like, I, like the only drag queens I knew before then was, like, Olivia Jones. Okay. Uh, which is, like, the only queen you know in, like, German media <laughs> when you're not, like, living in a big city where there actually are real breathing drag queens. You've not been in drag all that long, but you have managed to be booked for a show. How does one go about booking you? Facebook, Instagram, do you have a manager? Um, Momager? I wish. <laughs> um, no, um, yeah, just, I don't know, write me a message uh, on Instagram or Facebook or just talk to me at a party when you see me. Even out of track, just come talk to me. <laughs> I don't think I look that repulsive, actually. So. You don't. Oh. But please, people, Caddy's a cutie. <laughs> in fact, this is one of the people that when Pansy's on stage saying, there's so many cuties in the room, I'm like, she's looking at Caddy again, isn't she? 
Because <laughs> she is a cutie. Oh, thank you. You said you have a background as a performer. Where did that start? Um, yeah, in my hometown, in my small town, we had like this, um, we actually have like a theater. And there was this, this youth group and it started there, um, when did it start there? Like, oh God, five years ago. And I played there for like three years. Some are booking like, booking like main roles. Like, how the fuck did I do that? Like, always getting cast for the, for the villain. Like, oh, you're evil. You're, you're angry. And like, I'm actually like, pretty nice. Like, stop, stop. Oh. Um, yeah, and then I did one year, um, I don't know, was the best English description for it, like an FSJ, cultural. It's kind of a, like a volunteer year, which you uh, spend in a, um, yeah, at a place. For me, it was like in the theater, I participated and I worked there for a year in uh, like a theater, like drama teaching kind of way. Um, but it was great to like actually like see see more facets and sides from theater and like performing and being on stage and i think like i learned a lot in this uh first three years but like this last year like pushed me like i understood like what is important when you're on stage what is important in speaking what's important like showing emotions like what works um, with the audience because i was right next to people who were like okay that's nice but do it like this so we actually feel it um so yeah and i think like and I, I mean, I love to incorporate that in my performances because I just, lo- I just love emotions. I, I love it when people are like funny on stage and make me laugh. But that's not my strength. But my strength, I think, is emotion and um, showing people emotion. Like I, I can't understand. I can't understate it. Like I fucking love emotion. I love feeling vulnerable. I love feeling like I can't move because I'm so fucking sad right now. I just fucking love that feeling. That explains why you're so comfortable on a stage as Caddy in drag. Uh, that background in theater has got to be helping you quite a lot with your drag. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I think so, definitely. Like, I love um, it. Stage presence, uh, stage presence um, absolutely. I think I always was like the one who breaks out and not really a dance routine, like spontaneous dancing somewhere. But, yeah, definitely, like, I learned a lot about stage presence. Now, you've said you've taught yourself most of what you know about makeup. What if, how about uh, now? How do you feel now about putting on the makeup? Have you been doing it long enough that you're more comfortable? Um, or are definitely... you still watching YouTube videos <laughs> like I am? I mean, always. <laughs> like, always, like, when it comes up on, like, Facebook, like, oh, yeah, just watch it for a second. And you're, like, in a two hours dive deep into the web, like, just just nail tutorials, just makeup jobs. And you're like, these are basically the same three looks, just in other colors. But yeah, I mean, I still watch YouTubes. Um, YouTubes. I still watch YouTubes because that's a millennial thing kind of say. Um, no, um, I feel more comfortable, definitely. But the thing is, um, I actually came across more struggles, different struggles, like blending out um, contour, like cream contour. It's like a mystery to me now. In a Gone back to just powder contour because it's, it's just brush here and there. We'll, we'll look fine, no worries. And like if I do cream contour, it's like, oh, so you like did matte all over your face? That's a look as well. But I've definitely gotten more comfortable, um, although it's still fuck up. Like I did, um, I did a show for Christelle once. And it was like very spontaneous, like booked like six hours before the show maybe. 
there's like special extra gas like okay yeah that's the way to describe it and i didn't have a number i didn't have a look i didn't have anything and just, uh, like rushed everything together and started putting makeup and i was like i'm just gonna do like a smoky eye never done a smoky eye in my life before that <laughs> i was like that's the idea like you can do it fucked up I spent an hour on it fucked up put it all off started again had only one hour and i was oh that's not cute but it's like like glitter solves everything Let's yes i agree glitter solves everything do you um make your own costumes or you buy or are you borrowing begging borrowing stealing purchasing or making i buy it i bought i bought i bought um yeah um most of my costumes i bought i just like started like trying to make clothes recently my sewing machine is still in my hometown which is like making things difficult <laughs> No, like, I did a few things myself, like, the top from the mouthwash performance I did mm -hmm. myself. It's also, like, a skirt, which is, like, like, reusable. And this, like, big blue tool skirt I did myself. Like, I'm really proud of that one. Yeah, but otherwise, it didn't, like, otherwise, everything, everything's bought or borrowed in some parts from another queen. What's uh, your uh, most fabulous piece? Like, in a look or just, like, one? The one that you look at and go, that's mine is that the tall like definitely like i have a lot of pride in that tall skirt like i love it so much i wish i could wear it more often but it's like such a statement piece so it's like oh yeah you oh you wore that again and i hate that i, I just i mean so far i actually succeeded in never repeating a look and i'm like trying to like go on with that and how about your wigs those are bought. I don't okay, make them myself. Okay. All right. That, that was a silly question. All right. How many wigs do you own? That's a good question, actually. Like, um, I have a few. That's very specific, I know. Um, uh, let me count. Oh, we're up to seven. Eight. Something between seven or ten. I don't, I'm not sure. Like there are a lot of, like there there are some few lace runs. There's some like standard wigs and like everything in between. Yeah, hair know. pieces, clip-ins. No, no, I actually don't have any clip-ins. That's where I, we differ. That's all I have. <laughs> I mean, I would love to have like a like clip-in pony. Mm -hmm. No, no, what's what's it called? Ponytail. Bangs. No bangs. Oh uh, yeah, like in German, like the like bangs are called pony. So um yeah. Oh, that's interesting because for Americans, yeah, know, this yeah. is, the bangs cover the forehead. The ponytail is the yeah. one. And it's like the back. It's like pony, so pony, uh, like a like a baby phone, like horse. Okay. Uh, and the um, tail, the ponytail is actually called Pferdeschwanz, so it's like big horse, horse tail. Okay. Yeah, German. Interesting. <laughs> that's right. I'm learning more German while I'm sitting here too, and that's a good thing. Two minutes. Timer going. What is making you angry today? Or this week? Or this month? Nothing? I'm literally, I'm, I've, I was raised like as a pacifist. Like I can't, I'm, I'm easier to be sad about something than angry. But like what actually makes me angry, you can start the timer now. Um, what makes me angry is like searching for a fucking flat in fucking Berlin. Like it's hard. Oh, like I'm, I'm trying to find a new place for me. Uh, like obviously, I'm. I, I think you got that already. Oh, uh, I mean, I get now. Like why foreigners like 
tried like are um saying German bureaucracy is terrible because I get it now. Like all these fucking papers you have to bring to like a, a fucking viewing where a hundred people are also there. And like, okay, yeah, sure, maybe I can't get the flat. No, you won't get the flat because these people actually have jobs which are well-paying. They actually have a family. So, yeah, they get the flat. No, oh, no, you want to live in a flat chair? Oh, that's not going to happen, sweetie. Oh, yeah, no, seriously, like, was at this one viewing and um, no guidance whatsoever. I just went in there with another group of people. And every room was like empty, no furniture, whatever. Great, okay, cool. Um, there wasn't a kitchen. Like, I didn't want. I, I don't want to buy a kitchen. I'm a fucking student. How can how can I afford a kitchen? Um, and I went in there, and yeah, people were going through rooms, and I was like, okay, so who should I have to talk? To? And I went into the living room by accident, and there was this realtor, and she had the biggest bitch stare. I'm like, okay, I would. I would be living for you in any other situation, but right now, I can't handle this. And I go and I went, you know, I, I go to her, and she and I was asking a question like, "Hey, um, like, how is it with like uh, renting the flat? Like, if we are multiple people, like, is there like a main renter and the other ones are like um, different contracts?" And she was just like, "Oh, you should know that." And I'm like. That was Caddy Domplex, and now here comes Natak. Hi, what's your name? My name is Indrek Natak. Where are you from? I'm from Berlin. Oh, hometown boy. Yeah. Where did you get the drag name Natak? Well, it's a Hindi word. It means like drama or theater, and I learned Hindi for a while, and I also spent uh, some time in Mumbai. And while I was in Mumbai, I actually went to my first ever drag show. And it was like a drag king show that I went to. And I kind of wanted something that like reminded me of that, you know, of the first time I actually walked drag. It was fantastic. One of the things that I am excited about having you here mm -hmm. is that I originally wanted to talk to the person behind Natak mm -hmm. because... I sit with her at some drag shows. Yes. But Natak just recently made his first appearance. Yeah. How was it? It was amazing. It was also, I was like super nervous. It was like really stressful up until the point where I was actually there and doing it. But then it was like so amazing. I felt so good. It was so much fun. I'm very happy I did that. You had an amazing show. You had two reveals. A first-time performer with two reveals. Yes, and they actually worked the way I wanted them to work. <laughs> no wardrobe malfunctions here, folks. Yeah. It was so exciting to watch that. It was so... There was so much happiness in that little corner where we were mm. because there was probably half a dozen people there that were just there to see you. It was um, quite the show. Quite the show. Thank you so much for doing it. Aww, I'm just so happy people liked it. <laughs> I was so worried that they wouldn't. I'm just like, now I'm so relieved. I feel so good now. Are you planning on more performances? Yes. What do you have as a goal as a performer? I don't have like a definite goal, but I just enjoyed it so much that I want to do more because I just want to be on stage again like that. Do you have a background in performance? 
Um, I've done some like theater stuff, some stuff in like short films. I've done dance. I've done like acting. I've done, I've done stuff. Yeah. So the stage itself was not the scare. No. What was scary to me, first of all, was that I was alone on stage. I don't think I've ever been alone on a stage before. It was always me plus a bunch of other people. And also that it was like self-directed because I'm used to just like whenever I did something, I had like a director or a choreographer or both. And it was just like I never had to make any decisions. I just had to like do what other people told me to do. And when someone didn't like it, I could just be like, well, it wasn't my idea. It was like someone else's idea, you know. So like now if I do something and that is my own idea, if someone doesn't like it, I can't just like be like, well, not me. It's, it's me, you know, and I just have to like deal with that. And that is scary. The outfit that you chose to have on stage, yeah. did you make that yourself? Um, not quite. Um, the pants I wore, the leather pants, were they used to be my aunt's. And she, it, they don't fit her anymore, basically, <laughs> so now they're mine. Um, the vest I was wearing was from like a secondhand shop that I found. And um, it was a bit altered, but I found it in a secondhand shop. And I don't know, the, the, the guitar, I made that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah mustache you didn't Um, grow that i did not grow that (laughs) i uh, bought the mustache and i did the chest hair myself it was a quite a transformation (laughs) because you have been a performer in other places you are not afraid of a stage and because this was a first time as a drag artist alone on the stage you said that was that bit was a bit scary did this performance teach you anything about you i mean i think in a way it did because I've kind of like not done anything on stage for a while. Like I did way more like, I don't know, a couple of years back where I did like, I don't know, five, six projects a year where I was just like doing stuff and I've not really done that this year or not even that much last year. I've done some other stuff just by myself to like artistically express myself. I've done like painting at home and stuff like that. But I've not really been on stage that much. and. I've I've kind of been thinking, I don't know, is it for me? Maybe I should like stop doing that. And I've kind of been questioning that. And in a way, doing this has brought all of that back, you know? I, I was just like, and I think it's the happiest I've been with a performance. Because again, what was scary to me was that I was doing it by myself and doing my own thing. But it's also why I liked it the most. Because with a lot of times with, when I was working with like other directors or whatever, there was all the things I was like, oh, I'm not that happy with this. And I, I, don't, I don't actually like what I'm doing myself, but I'm doing it because someone else is telling me to do it. And because I had the, like, the control over what, I, over what I was doing, I was also like, I think the happiest I've been with anything I've done since like, I don't know, like so, since I was like 15 or 16 or something. With so many things I've done, I've just been like, oh, I don't know. I'm doing it, but I'm like, oh, you know? But I was I was so happy with it. And I was actually like, happy with with what was on stage and that has not happened in a while so that was really great how long did it actually take you to put that performance together um a month because a month earlier uh, i talked to giza <laughs> it, was, it was like after the drag show it was like i think four in the morning or something and i don't know giza was like well have you ever like thought about performing I was like, I kind of have, <laughs> I kind of have, but I'm also like super scared of it. And she was like, well, 
I'm gonna give you a deadline. How about in four weeks? <laughs> and then that was that, you know. And then I put it in my calendar. I was like, okay, I have four weeks now. I need to do this. <laughs> so you chose your song, found your outfit, decided your makeup in four weeks. Yes. For five minutes on the stage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you want to do it again. Yes, I do. <laughs> Any chance we'll see you regularly with the House of Presents? I mean, if I have enough ideas, I hope so. But now I, I've been very focused on this one performance, just getting like one thing together to like do on stage. Um, and I had like a deadline for that. And now I don't have a deadline anymore. So now I just need to like think what do I want to do like in general and what do I want to do like what do I want to do, do I want to do next? Because I can't just do the same number again. You have to think of something new. And I don't know, just need to like figure out what I want to do. And then hopefully I'll do a lot more. What do you want to be when you grow up, Natara? <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to be when I grow up? I always wanted to be an actor. That was what I was always wanted to do. But I don't know. Maybe I'll be a tracking. If you were not able to perform in Berlin, or if you were to be permitted to move wherever in the world you would want to live to perform, where would it be? I mean... One place I would love to go back to is Mumbai, mm -hmm. but they don't have that much of a queer scene. I mean, there is a queer scene, but it's very small and like, there's like one party a month. You know, it's not like Berlin where you have like every day you have like six parties <laughs> to go to. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I've seen like, I mean, again, the first drag performance I saw was in Mumbai, but I think it was like the only one that was happening at the time, you know, in the six months I was there was like maybe, I think I saw two drag performances. So like in six months, it's like two performances. It's not that much of a scene, you know? Even if it does exist and it's existing more now, it's still, I don't know if it's, it's a great city, but it's not the best city to be queer in, you know? Not for party scene and yeah. drag scene. Yeah. We're here in Berlin. Not only do we have a regular show every week, but even tonight we've been to one and we're planning on a second exactly, one. Exactly, exactly. Berlin is just... It's a great place to be queer and for queer art. It's amazing. Is there any song out there that you would love to do a performance to? Something that's on your mind for? I mean, <laughs> one thing I've been thinking about, um, but I don't know. But one thing I want to do is something from High School Musical mm -hmm. <laughs> because I was basically like obsessed with it when I was like 10, 11 years old. Okay. And it's just, I still love it. I know. I know it's not that good, but like I still love it and I want to do something with it. I don't know like which song exactly, because like three films, there's a lot of songs, but I want to do something related to that. So that's on my mind. Something from High School Musical. Yeah. Was there anything in there that it would be good for a drag king? I mean, yeah, they did have a couple of songs. They, have, they had like, I think, The Boys Are Back. Okay. They had, I think, Bad On It was, was the one. Um, what else was there? They had a couple of group songs, but I don't think they're good for like one performer. Um, then I don't dance. I think is what it was called. The one it was like, and a couple of like sports songs with like the basketball one, the one okay. with like the baseball. Yeah. So like I don't know. Bound to find something <laughs> for you in there. Do you see yourself performing as a drag artist in five years? Oh God! Now I have to think about the future. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! That's that's. I mean, honestly. I don't even know what I'm going to do in like a year, but I mean, I, I love doing it. So <laughs> hopefully, I guess, I guess it would be good. 
it would be great you know if i was actually like still doing it in five years it would be great but it's scary to think about the future <laughs> <laughs> how long did it take you to transform in your own mind from the person you are normally and be ready to be natak was it while you were putting on makeup was it when everything was all said and done or you know did it not happen until you were on the stage where, where was your Honestly, I think there was a moment when I was like standing beside the stage, like about to like go on, when like all of the, like the nervousness, and I was like, it it was it was I was so nervous. It's not even I can't even put it into words. It was I was literally not eating for like a day. I was like, I couldn't like couldn't eat anything. I was like super nervous, and I think there was a point when I was like standing beside the stage, and I knew I was gonna like be the, the next one up or something, and like. The nervousness just like went away and I started to be excited. I was like, I want to be on that stage. And before that, it wasn't there. Before that, it was just like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. But then it like changed when I was standing beside the stage. I was like, I want to I wanna be on there and I'm going to do this and it's going to be amazing. And that was like the moment where it just changed. And like, that was, you know, that was that moment. Well, there you go. The uh, double episode of Sparkle Town. Yeah, two young, very young drag artists, at least Mm -hmm. at the time that these interviews were done. But we've had a chance to see six or seven performances from Caddy since these were recorded. Caddy has has grown enormously, um, but from a very high level even back then. So, yeah. There's such a major improvement each time. But, you know, during his interview, he talked about um, emotion being mm-hmm. able to convey emotion on stage and it's not just happy and sad and trust me if you can go see a show with Caddy Dompex performing go you will not regret it she's amazing she she's amazing in in yes being able to emote uh, that's why i say she's one of the best lip syncers around and it's not just necessarily the lip syncing because let's face it sometimes caddy doesn't 100% sync up it happens but she more than makes up for any mistake like that if she ever makes one. She doesn't always make one. I'm not saying she's she's lazy. I'm saying that w- even so, when that does happen, in the rare occasion that that does happen, it's still worth seeing because the emotive power of what she does is so good. Indeed. Indeed. And Natak is getting, I believe, is uh, preparing another one. Mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah, it's going to be uh, a, a Bollywood thing, which... Uh, I guess you could, uh, which you could, I guess, surmise from uh, the interview that there is a bit of an Indian influence going on there. Uh, indeed. I'm so excited to see these two, just watching them grow and getting a chance to hang out on a, outside the show basis and outside mm-hmm. Sparkle Town show basis as well. And next episode of Sparkle Town, we will go from young queens to, and I'm sure she won't uh, spank me for saying so, but an older queen. A more experienced queen. A more experienced. A, a more, more mature more, queen. Yes, exactly. That will be... A queen the... who will school me on Berlin's history with drag. Exactly. That's coming up in the next episode. Until then, uh, stay... Stay fabulous. Stay fabulous, of course. Sparkle. You are now leaving Sparkle Town. Take care. It's a dark world out there. So yes, we are back, and we will be uh, putting out lots of new shows. We've got a backlog, so it'll be at least weekly, probably a little bit more than that. And we've got people waiting in the wings to be interviewed, so we will have lots more to say about the Berlin drag scene. Please uh, check us out on 
Sparkletown Podcast on Facebook and Sparkletown Podcast on Instagram, where the Contessa never shows her face. So if you want to see what she looks like, you got to come to one of the shows or be interviewed by her. Not by me. I'm just the engineer. And I made the music.